about 3.30. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover. Poet to Poet series. I'm your host, Nina Serrano. Today's program is a tribute to the late Palestinian poet Mahmoud Darwish and featuring esteemed poets Jack Hirschman, Lenore Weiss, Neely Cherkovsky, and Dina Shahabi. Mahmoud Darwish was born in Palestine in 1941 and died August 9th. 2008. Politically active fairly early, he was arrested several times and was a member of the Israeli Communist Party. He left in 1971 and lived in the Soviet Union, Tunisia, Egypt, Lebanon, and France. Darwish supported a two-state solution. His literary work earned him a number of international literary awards and was translated into more than 20 languages, perhaps more than any other contemporary Arab poet. He was described as the Arab Pablo Neruda in his universal popularity and profound influence. The four poets you'll be hearing are Jack Hirschman, Lenore Weiss, Neely Tcherkovsky, and Dima Shahabi. The poets will select and read a poem from Darwish's work, followed by one of their own in honor of this great internationalist poet. We begin with Jack Hirschman, Poet Laureate of San Francisco, California. by Denise Johnson Davies in the vintage book World Contemporary Poetry. It's one of, uh, it's one of Darwish's most well-known poems. Identity card. Put it on record. I'm an Arab and the number of my card is 50,000. I have eight children and the ninth is due after summer. What's there to be angry about? Put it on record. I'm an Arab working with comrades of toil in a quarry. I have eight children. For them, I rest the loaf of bread, the clothes and exercise books from the rocks and beg for no arms at your door. Lower not myself at your doorstep. What's there to be angry about? Put it on record. I'm an Arab. I am a name without a title. Patient in a country where everything lives in a whirlpool of anger. My roots took hold before the birth of time, before the burgeoning of the ages, before cypress and olive trees, before the proliferation of weeds. 
My father is from the family of the plow, not from highborn nobles. And my grandfather was a peasant without line or genealogy. My house is a watchman's hut made of sticks and reeds. Does my status satisfy you? I am a name without a surname. Put it on record. I'm an Arab. Color of hair, jet black. Color of eyes, brown. My distinguishing features on my head, the ikal cords of a kefia. Scratching him who touches it. My address, I'm from a village, remote, forgotten, in streets without name, and all its men in the fields and quarry. What's there to be angry about? Put it on record. I'm an Arab. You stole my forefathers' vineyards and land I used to till. I and all my children, and you left us and all my grandchildren. Nothing but these rocks. Will your government be taking them too, as is being said? So... Put it on record at the top of page one. I don't hate people. I trespass on no one's property. And yet, if I were to become hungry, I shall eat the flesh of my usurper. Beware, beware of my hunger and of my anger. Now, I was going to read a poem never again for my latest book, All That's Left, published by City Lights this year. Never again. They were gassed, burned by the millions simply because they existed. Those who survived said, never again. They were asked to come to Hanoi and continue the socialist revolution. They responded, never again. We will never again trust any government. We will make our home in Palestine, defeat the Arabs there, scatter them, or let them live as ragged shadows in the camps of our occupation. We will live in and on the capital of America as... Israel by name as the Jewish nation and never again be holocausted for the crime of simply being. But even as Israel grew and prospered, those whom it displaced and arrested were whispering, never again. Poor and landless, they built their resistance and fought and lost again and again to Zionism's army of American weapons. The language of socialism, of the friendship and harmony of peoples of different cultures died of attrition in the Middle East from money, deals, dunny, meals, do me, mules, 
dummy molds, mummy dolls. The star of David unfurled over the land, but the real Davids were in the streets throwing stones at the Goliath. Oh, Philistine irony and reversal of the Hebrew. They who are the poorest and stateless, who've turned their hatred of submission to slavery into martyr brigades of suicided human weapons and call their brethren to join their attack upon the ferocious colony of the United States of exploitation. They, the poorest and homeless, in whom the only solution still breathes. The only solution that isn't genocide or fratricide or a final solution itself, where hand clasps and words can still open the gates to the language of the future socialism of new Israel and new Palestine where never again will be the united cry of both aimed at the land of the fraud and the home of the greed. You just heard Jack Kirschman reading his own work and before that reading a poem by Mahmoud Darwish. Next, we hear prize-winning poet and editor... Lenore Weiss. I'll be reading an excerpt from Unfortunately It Was Paradise, translated by Munir Akash and Carolyn Forche from Darwish's original book, Why Have You Left the Horse Alone? I selected this excerpted poem because I believe it beautifully expresses Darwish's sense of how language and poetry gave him an expansive knowledge of the exile's life. A rhyme for the odes. Mu alakat. Mu alakat is an ancient pre-Muslim poetic form which Darwish uses here. Who am I? This is a question that others ask, but has no answer. I am my language. I am an ode, two odes, ten. This is my language. I am my language. I am words writ. Be, be my body. And I become an embodiment of their timbre. I am what I have spoken to the words. Be the place where my body joins the eternity of the desert. Be so that I may become my words. No land on earth bears me. Only my words bear me. A bird born from me who builds a nest in my runes before me. And in the rubble of the enchanting world around me, 
I stood on a wind, and my long night was without end. This is my language, a necklace of stars around the necks of my loved ones. They emigrated. They carried the place and emigrated. They carried time and emigrated. Let my language overcome my hostile fate, my line of descendants. Let it overcome me, my father, and a vanishing that won't vanish. This is my language, my miracle, my magic wand. This is my obelisk and the gardens of my Babylon, my first identity, my polished metal, the desert idol of an Arab who worships what flows from rhymes like stars in his Abba and who worships his own words. So let there be prose. There must be a divine prose for the prophet to triumph. I will now read Tekin in Adar 2, which translates from the Hebrew as Prayer and Leap Year, a peace poem from my manuscript called Tekin Now. The poem draws upon an old tradition of Ashkenazi Jewish women who wrote liturgical prayers in Yiddish since they did not have access to the Hebrew, which was seen solely as the province of men. Tekin in Adar 2 I come before you, a woman who catches white blossoms before they drift to the ground begging you, merciful God, to allow my country to hear the words of the winter soldiers testifying this weekend in Washington, D.C., how they can no longer honor military guidelines for killing other human beings. And while I'm on the subject... Allow the people of Israel and Palestine to become so weary of violence. They demand of their leaders to find an olive branch which has not been cut down and to stand beneath its small shade as they approach each other with an offering of fresh goat's milk. Just heard Lenore Weiss reading her own work, and before that, reading a poem by Mahmoud Darwish. You'll now hear prize-winning poet and poet biographer Neely Tierkovsky. Selected to read in Jerusalem by Mahmoud Darwish by. Translated by Faudi Joda. <clears throat> In Jerusalem, and I mean within the ancient walls, I walk from one epoch to another without a memory to guide me. The prophets over there are sharing the history of the holy, ascending to heaven, and remaining less discouraged and melancholy because love and peace are holy and are coming to town. 
<clears throat> I was walking down a slope and thinking to myself, how do the narrators disagree over what light said about a stone? Is it from a dimly lit stone that wars flare up? I walk in my sleep. I stare in my sleep. I see no one behind me. I see no one ahead of me. All this light is for me. I walk. I become lighter. I fly. Then I become another, transfigured. Words sprout like grass from Isaiah's messenger mouth. If you don't believe, you won't believe. <clears throat> I walk as if I were another. And my wound a white biblical rose, and my hands like two doves on the cross, hovering and carrying the earth. I don't walk, I fly, I become another transfigured. No places and no time. So who am I? I am no I in Ascension's presence. But I think to myself alone, the Prophet Muhammad spoke classical Arabic. And then what? Then what? A woman soldier shouted, Is that you again? Didn't I kill you? I said, You killed me, and I forgot why you to die. <clears throat> My own poem in honor of Darwish and about the same city is entitled Jerusalem Elegy. <clears throat> the elegy was meant for the spice merchant sipping mint tea while soldiers dropped from a thin wafer of cloud onto the street behind the old walls. Children run into ancient cisterns and make the water dance. A man of shadows places the moon into a jar. A map maker charts the path from the dragonfly to the scorpion. Bulldozers awaken everyone at first light. A pomegranate sits on a bench, alone. The person who wrote the elegy sat in the shade of an arched doorway, thinking about mid-afternoon stones. The heat they absorb, their faint red veins, the wars they have known. There is a call to prayer, a busload of mourners, a woman in black and a raven on a chain sitting in the window of a stone fortress while standing... On the medieval parapets, it is easy to see the Mount of Olives. A priest walked into the elegy, followed by a shepherd with a small flock, an Orthodox Jew clutching a prayer book, four uniformed soldiers on foot patrol, and a field of empty stars. The elegy slept in a notebook, underwent some tinkering, there are evenings to recall, nights in the old city, listening to the heavy shadows, places in space that need to be named. You just heard... Neely Tcherkovsky read his own poem, and before that, reading a poem by Mahmoud Darwish. This next
next poet is a widely anthologized Palestinian poet and editor living in the Bay Area, Dima Shahabi. today because it integrates Mahmoud Darwish's lyrically buoyant conversations with the self and its sometimes feminine other. Also, the lexicon is quintessentially Darwish with its metaphorical leaps and fast-paced tone shifts. The translation is by Fadi Juda, and I will start with the Arabic. في مثل هذا اليوم في الطرف الخفي من الكنيسة في بهاء كامل التأنيث في السنة الكبيسة في التقاء الأخضر الأبدي بالكحلي في هذا الصباح وفي التقاء الشكل بالمضمون والحسي بالصوفي تحت عريشة فضفاضة في ظل دوري يوتر صورة المعنى وفي هذا المكان العاطفي سألتقي بنهايتي وبدايتي وأقول ويلكما خذاني واتركا قلب الحقيقة طازجا لبنات آوى الجائعات أقول لست مواطنا أو لاجئا وأريد شيئا واحدا لا غير شيئا واحدا موطا بسيطا هادئا في مثل هذا اليوم في الطرف الخفي من الزنابق قد يعودني كثيرا أو قليلا عن حياة كنت أحصيها دقائق أو رحيلا وأريد موتا في الحديقة ليس أكثر أو أقل On a day like today On a day like today in the hidden corner of the church in full feminine adornment in a leap year in the meeting of endless green with kohal darkness on this morning and in the meeting of shape with substance and the sensory with the sufi beneath a spacious grapevine trellis in a house sparrow shadow that distresses meaning's image and in the sentimental place I will meet with my end and my beginning and say damn you take me and leave the heart of truth fresh for the jackal's daughters I'll say I'm not a citizen or a refugee and I want only one thing nothing else one thing a quiet simple death on a day like today in the hidden corner of irises which might compensate me a lot or a little for a life i used to measure in minutes or departures and i want a death in the garden no more and no less I'm now going to read my own poem, it's a gazelle, which was inspired by Mahmoud Darwish's poem, Your Night is of Lilac, from his book of love poems, The Stranger's Bed. Gazelle. Who crosses the road at night in shawls of lilac? Again, we'll lash out at the future with all our lilac. The girl wails over her father's body on a beach that hives with warships as though she's dressed in fireballs of lilac. Layla, bitten by ferocious longing, absorbs the oiled blood of Kaisa's jasmine, measures the deep-carved sprawl of his lilac. 
O lover of the tabla, your beads swelling with multitudes, come rest your blue-veined hands on the scripted calls of lilac. I will return one day, she says, to light the lamp of my snuffed-out country to translate the original protocol of lilac. The Sufis say that everyone is to blame in a time of war while they row their night boat towards waterfalls of lilac. Shaheed, how often did you land on ashen tarmacs, landing then flying your feet hauled by lilac? Nothing is left for this parched earth where you are buried, says the groom to his bride, except a rainfall of lilac. If you don't let my son return to his mother, says the father to the interrogator, your body will be mauled by lilac. How we betrayed those summer clouds that crumpled our bedsheets, our hasty unfolding, our constant footfalls towards lilac. What have we lost, father, that can't be regained? What of our devotional yearning beneath the overgrown walls of lilac? I don't want to break the dusk from where I stand, the martyr says. The grass is too musky today, and the air enthralls with lilac. heard poet Dima Shahabi reading her own work and before that reading a poem by Mahmoud Darwish. We hope you've enjoyed this program produced by Lenore Weiss and myself, Nina Serrano, to pay homage to the poetry of Mahmoud Darwish in the hopes of world peace and understanding and for the love of poetry.
This has been Nina Sverno with Jill Montgomery for the Poet to Poet series. Check out my website, ninaserrano.com, to hear other programs, poems, and a listing of my upcoming events. Thanks for listening. You know what Area 941 is? It's kpfa.org's new podcasting space. This allows us to expand our programming with more on-demand programs so you can listen when you want or download them at any time. Area 941 is just another reason why people say, I heard it on KPFA. Hi, this is Brian Edwards Teeker from KPFA's Upfront. If you gave during our fun drive, thank you so much. You know, it's not just the money we need to pay our bills, but it's a vote of confidence in the work we do. We did come up a little bit short of what we need to pay our bills. And if you didn't get a chance to pledge, for a very limited time, you can still choose from all the thank you gifts that we offer during the fun drive. Do it right now at kpfa.org.